black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation, a talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? It's been great. Um, I had a really short week. So let's start off like this. November has been a really good month for me, okay? It's been a fantastic month because I have done a whole bunch of things that I love. Not saying that I don't love to work and not saying that I don't love my patients, but I started off working a week this month and then I had the AMA conference because I love policy and resolutions and like that is my thing. I love public policy stuff. Um, So I had a conference that spanned five days of that and I extended that week off because I initially was going to take my family to Disneyland because the conference was supposed to be in Orlando. But since it got canceled and we went the virtual route, I just had a couple of days off before the conference. Then I went back for three days and then I was off again the whole week of Thanksgiving. And now I'm going back to work on Monday. So in the month is like, what, we got two days, two days left to work this month. So by the time y'all are hearing, it's going to be December. So let me tell y'all, I probably work in my office jokes because they're like, Dr. Funny, I think you might've worked like seven days this month. Y'all right. Maybe like nine, maybe, for real, like nine days, maybe the whole month. So it's been a very uh, low key month. I can't say it's been really relaxing because, you know, when you go to these conferences, you still have so much stuff you have to do. And the AMA conference, conference is in front of a screen. If you have to go use the restroom, you got to have somebody tag you out (laughs) to get up. Uh, But it's still not like, you know, taking care of somebody on the brink of life. So it's still not as stressful as that. And, you know, dealing with traveling with a two-year-old, that can be stressful, but it's at least time with my family. So I cannot complain about the whole month. Of November. How about you? Let's go back. So how was your Thanksgiving? So Thanksgiving was good. So this is the first time that my husband and I have stayed in a hotel when we went to visit our in-laws. Yeah, that's really a thing. You know, and initially when you're from the South to stay in a hotel is almost like what's wrong with our house, you know, or you think you're too good to stay at such a house. But I, I realized that Sometimes it's okay to just have your own space to go back to. And we had that this time and it was good. Like when Harrison was sleepy and he shut down to like remove him from that situation, take him back to the room. I got to unwind. I could walk around the hotel suite in my underwear if I wanted to. It was nice to just not have somebody like knock, knock, knock. Are y'all okay in there? Are y'all not gonna come out and talk? Or somebody waking you up early to have breakfast or, you know, just things that people do, you know, or your child not really wanting to go down and stay down when he goes to sleep because there's so much activity going on. So it was nice. I mean, the main reason we stayed in a hotel room is because 
one, I thought his sister was going to surprise him. That was number one. And so if she came down, um, you know, somebody wouldn't have had a place to sleep. Right. And I'm not sleeping on the sofa. Not if we don't have to. And I wouldn't think that she being grown would want to sleep on a sofa either. Now she didn't have to. And then come to find out the other bedroom that his, uh, youngest sister usually sleeps in was occupied. Like there was boxes and all kinds of decorations they pulled out. So they couldn't utilize that room anyway. So it would have been, we would have been out. Like somebody would have been out, you know, anyway. So it was good that we got the room. But the second reason, like I said before, just your own little space to go back to so you can do what you want to do and have peace of mind, you know, be okay. Take a take a mental break from not just the in-laws, just everything that holidays uh, entail. You know, if we want to go and get takeout on the way home, we can go get takeout on the way home and not eat a whole bunch of dressing and turkey for four days straight. Okay. Well, I agree. I would be a terrible Southerner. Like, I can't stay at someone else's house. I just can't go to somebody else's house and stay. I don't feel comfortable, period. I don't care whose house it is. It's just not my place. Like, I prefer my own bed. And while, you know, the hotel isn't technically my bed, I like my personal space. So I would be a terrible Southerner. Terrible. Like, I would just be offending people left and right. Well, I know that we, his mom didn't say anything. I asked, did you tell your mom we were staying in a hotel? He said, yeah. And I said, well, what did she say? He said, well, she asked why we were staying in a hotel. And I said, because my wife wants to. And she left it alone. Yes. But then, you know, my sister-in-law, who I don't know if she listened to the show or not, So let's put it like this. I feel like they should. Anything you're doing, I feel like your family should support you. So I feel like she should listen to the show. But it wouldn't surprise me if she didn't, okay? I might tag her. Uh, Maybe I'll do an audiogram and tag her on this, okay? But um, she sent a text message to me and my husband like, I heard you guys were staying in a hotel. I hope that that's not true because I've driven three hours to come and see Harrison and spend as much time with him as possible. And this, my friend, is exactly why we stay in a hotel. I didn't reply. I didn't <laughs> reply. And and I asked James the next morning. I was like, so did you see your sister's text message? He was like, Mm-mm, I didn't see it. <laughs> 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 and he left it at that. So he didn't reply either. So I will. Okay, so. I mean, look, this these are the things about Thanksgiving that make it so enjoyable. But I must say, so Ken wanted me to come on this podcast and talk about my tofurkey. Okay, so you did not do the turkey. You have to see it. You have to see it. You have. It is absolutely amazing. So let me tell you what I had on my plate. I had tofurkey. <laughs> I had dressing. I had gravy, which I don't normally eat gravy. But so my mom has has like adopted this gravy recipe over the years, and I think that she got it from my nana, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be wrong. So the gravy is amazing, and the favorite part for me is that it has like little like chopped up pieces of boiled egg in it amazing best gravy ever but i won't eat gravy on a normal average day it's good don't don't make that face it's really really good and i had greens and cranberry sauce that's what you that's what you had on your plate girl wait a minute wait 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 let's go back to this gravy this listen this east coast gravy y'all have uh with egg in it oh no 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 no. so i don't normally eat gravy so i'm not eating gravy from the east the west the south the north whatever we're not doing gravy it's only on thanksgiving i promise you i would rather eat dry stuffing normally but Nope, this this gravy you have. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to see if my mom will make you some and I'm going to ship it to you and you're going to eat some on Christmas and you're going to love it. Trust me. No. Just trust me. 
No, no, ma'am. Let me tell y'all something. Gravy does not have egg in it. Okay, so let me tell you about gravy. No, no. Gravy is very simple, Mm -hmm. right? You can do gravy a couple ways. So we don't do gravy on top of our dressing. Alabama, they do, but we don't because our our cornbread dressing is not dry. It's not dry. It's not dry because you, you're going to use the chicken thigh in the dressing, in the cornbread dressing. Are you going to use chicken thigh in the the cornbread dressing for or the gravy for a pescatarian? So we don't we don't believe in that. OK, I'm from the South. <laughs> see, see, the South, we believe in meat, meat and more meat. OK, and so to make your gravy, though, gravy is just butter, flour, stir it up like a roux. Add water, okay? That That's gravy, all right? Or you can take a piece of fried meat, put your onions in, in there, add water, a little bit more flour, and you base that. That makes its own gravy. So it's like a smothered meat, okay? Listen, there's no egg in gravy, okay? Now, in Alabama, they had uh, two different types of gravy. So they do rice and gravy, which they did okay. steak gravy. So they do the steak. They add the onions and flour and water and butter, okay? Stir that up almost like a roux and add the pieces of steak in there and let that smother. That is a steak gravy, okay? Then they do something that I'm not really accustomed to is a giblet gravy, okay? Now, I didn't know what a- The chicken giblet. So why do you know what a giblet is? I was like, what do you mean giblet? It's a gizzard. It's a gizzard, but they call it a giblet, okay? That's- that's I thought they were two different things, but I know that it's from the inside They chop that the giblet chicken. up. They chop that giblet up into pieces, okay? And they're gonna throw that little grease, add more butter into the pan with flour, butter, water, stir that up till it's brown. Okay, makes its own gravy. Giblet gravy. And the giblet gravy okay. is what they put on top of the cornbread dressing, okay? Which has like your onions and your bell pepper and your celery and your chicken, your chicken broth in there, right? Or you can put the turkey in there, okay, with the broth in there, okay? And you bake that, okay? So that is, we don't call it stuffing, okay? It's cornbread dressing. And we had cornbread dressing, smoked turkey, fried turkey, baked turkey. We had ham. We had baked chicken too. We had cranberry sauce. We had baked macaroni and cheese. We had sweet potato casserole. We had collard greens. We had turnip greens. (laughs) You name it. We had corn casserole. (laughs) Our Thanksgivings looked very, very different. different. So we had all together, we had pulled pork, pulled chicken, regular chicken, like, you know, no turkey. There was no turkey. We had another kind of chicken. I'm not exactly sure what kind it was. We had ribs. We had mashed potatoes. We had dressing. We had greens. What else did we have? It was a lot of food. We had a lot, but we didn't have no turkey. We had tofurkey. Well, we didn't have tofurkey. Janine had tofurkey. Well, you go ahead with that tofurkey. Oh, cranberry sauce. We had that too. Oh, and yams. We had yams. But yeah, there was a lot. We had a lot of food, but it was just like, yeah, you know, just it was plenty. You know, I don't even I love that it was plentiful. I don't <laughs> even eat 
sweet potato pie. And honestly, we had no, that's one thing we didn't have. We had no pecan pie, no sweet potato pie. Okay, I'm from Louisiana. We don't do Christmas or Thanksgiving without at least like 12 pecan pies and 18 sweet potato pies. None of that was there in Alabama, okay? They had some type of like, I know, I was disappointed. I don't even eat sweet potato pie, but I was like, I should smell the aroma of sweet potato pie. I'm just saying. Um, We had little mini sweet potato pie and little mini strawberry cheesecake. And apple pie. No, they. I love apple pie, actually. No, they had like some type of, I don't even know what kind of pie this was, but it was like some type of pie with whipped cream on top. I don't know what it was. Then they had a Kentucky bourbon cake and they had a red velvet cake. That was all the cake. I'm, I was, listen. Okay. In my house, it's like the real meal and then like a spread of desserts, you know, like 15 different types of cake. Like my mom always bakes like five different chocolate cakes because they go real fast. And then some German chocolate cakes and a red velvet cake and then a couple yellow cakes with chocolate icing. None of that happened. I'm sure they had that in Doritter, but not at this house. It's all good. I didn't eat it anyway. Mm. Did your mom go too? My mom went to Doritter. She's been there since last Saturday. So she's been, really? yeah, and she's not back yet. She's she gone, gone. Okay. My husband's like, you need to go check your email. Make sure she didn't put your put her two week notice in. She's getting too comfortable not being around this baby. <laughs> look, look, she might be exploring her options. Maybe so, because I hadn't heard anything. We called her and told her we were back in town when we landed. She said, okay, I'm just coming from church. And said, okay. Thinking, all right, she'd get back on the road. It'll take her three hours to get here. That was what, six hours ago? So <laughs> we'll see. Your mom wouldn't quit. She wouldn't. She wouldn't quit. She wouldn't. She would, but I think that she's gotten a taste of like being childless for a whole week that she's like, hmm, this feels good. Well, look, she gets her vacation like you had some vacation. This is her vacation. So she gets her vacation. And then when she comes back, she'll be nice and refreshed and ready to run around with Harrison. I hope so. All right, Janine. So what's on your timeline this week? Okay. So unfortunately, we often hear about intimate partner violence or what is abbreviated as IPV. Most often the stories make up that make headlines are those like the story of Zach Stacy, the video that we saw where he was like throwing his child's mother around like a rag doll. Usually the stories are of a man who is much larger and a much more powerful, physically powerful, brutally attacking a woman. And there are some cases that we see, you know, of toxic relationships that make headlines like, you know, Chris Brown and Rihanna, when things kind of just get out of control and a woman is victimized. And in the worst case scenarios, you know, these kinds of situations end up in the death of a woman. And those are the ones that we see kind of like plastered across the media. One of the things that we don't see as often, and it's not because it doesn't happen, just because it's not really often reported, is domestic violence or intimate partner violence against men. So much like child support, the system kind of feels like it's kind of stacked against the man, to be very honest. I do believe that it should be because generally speaking, women tend to be the less uh, physically powerful in the situations. But that doesn't mean that the cases of intimate partner violence against men should not be taken seriously. You know, we now live in the, what I call like the camera capture era. And, you know, I can't really be mad at it because we kind of use cameras at this point now for our safety. So, you know, one of the things that we've been catching very recently is domestic violence. And more specifically, we've been catching examples of domestic violence against men. Men are kind of recording these things, like I said, to protect themselves. 
from the authorities? Because, you know, the stories often get twisted and spun. So by the time that the authorities show up, it's basically a game of he said, she said. So when men record these things, they kind of are protecting themselves, you know, basically so that they don't get locked up for domestic violence that was perpetrated against them. So this week, we had two different situations that emerged on our timelines dealing with this. Now, I found it very interesting that none of the major news outlets picked these stories up, right? And one of them very specifically because it involved an NFL player. Now, usually anytime that there's an NFL player, the media jumps on it, no matter what their involvement is or how minute their involvement is. But none of the major news outlets picked up either of these stories. And I'd like to think that it's because they don't know. But I have a sneaking suspicion that it's because it's not really socially acceptable still in 2021 to discuss domestic violence against men. So the first situation was a simple video of a young man on his live enjoying a cigar. He kind of appears to have like teary eyes. Um, So in the live, the man is singing and he's singing some like super emotional songs. And then you realize that he's expressing his feelings because you kind of see him in the video directing the lyrics of the songs to somebody who is off camera. It kind of implies in the video that his that he's singing to a girlfriend who cheated on him. But the next thing you know, out of nowhere, she like hauls off and smacks him. He's kind of ignoring it, trying to continue to sing. And, you know, the young man at this point, you know, he is clearly directing these lyrics at her and she comes behind him and kind of puts him in a chokehold and they start tussling on the bed. And this is all in front of what appears to be their child. It might not be both of their child, but it's a young child that is witnessing this entire thing in the background. In the comments, they kind of praise this young man for his restraint, but they also suggest that it would be a very different situation if the roles were reversed. And I hope that there wasn't any retaliation, but, you know, we see enough in the video to know that he is trying to refrain from attacking her and she is clearly the aggressor in the situation. But again, the video ends and we don't hear anything else about it. In the other video that surfaced that I made reference to, it's a video that was taken by Trevor Wallace Sims, who is on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And like I said, normally when something involves an NFL player, it's headline news, whether we actually care about it or not. And in this case, it appears that Trevor's friend and or acquaintance, I'm assuming it's a friend because Trevor's standing here videotaping this for a very long time for it to be an acquaintance, but it in the video, a young man is being confronted by a woman who, based on the caption of the video, was unaware that she was the side chick. So she's going off on this man for, quote unquote, cheating on her. And the young lady in the video is screaming. She is wailing on him. I mean, closed fist punches on the side of the head like she is going off on him. She is hitting him so hard that she is like fighting out of her clothes and he's just trying to restrain her and stop her from attacking him. In the video, you hear her screaming, saying, tell her to come out. It appears that they're right outside of his apartment. They're trying to ration with this young lady to get her to stop both Trevor and his friend, the one that's being attacked. At some point, she like comes out of her clothes, comes out of her shirt. She puts her shirt back on and then she continues. You think that when she put her shirt back on, she's going to 
you know, leave. She doesn't. She continues. She even spits in his face. And you hear Trevor in the video because he's the one, you know, behind the camera pleading with her and he's taking the video and he's saying that you know he's taking it just in case the cops arrive like basically he's narrating why he's videotaping and he even at some point offers to pay the young lady to leave and she is insisting on attacking this man regardless of the fact that she's being caught on camera she has now embarrassed herself because you know she's come out of her clothes she is essentially making a fool of herself and screaming and hollering and beating on this man. And he is just trying to be calm. Even after Trevor offers to pay her, she doesn't leave. She wants to continue this fight. He even suggests that like, you know, when the police show up, this is going to be a situation. And she starts screaming, it's war. And she steadily throwing punches. I mean, straight to the side of his head. And this man is just, again, trying to calm her down, trying to like end this violent rampage that she's on. The sad part is we don't know how either of these situations ends. We don't even know if the police were actually called or if there was any intervention at all. We have no clue. And the only thing that we know is what we see from these videos where we see a woman intentionally being the aggressor toward a man. And the only reason that we're even hearing about these situations is because of someone's cell phone camera. I would venture to say that had the roles been reversed, we would have definitely heard about this, especially the situation with um, that was recorded by Trevor Wallace Sims. So unfortunately, the only reason that we've heard about these is because they were on our timeline. And honestly, one of the videos has since been deleted from World Star Hip Hop, which I believe were the, you know, they were the first people to release the video. But honestly, I think that if it was a woman, this would be all over the news. But because it's a man, it's not. What do you think, Nicole? If it were Trevor's lover, it would have probably made the news. But because it was a friend of a friend, you know, that that kind of like it's not the actual famous person. It's a friend of the famous person. That is what probably made it not newsworthy. But let's let's be real, Janine. There's a lot of women that undergo domestic violence and it doesn't make the news, right? So this doesn't surprise me that a man getting abused in either one of these scenarios did not make the news. It doesn't surprise me at all. Um, what's surprising is that we as women now think that it is classy to fight. I mean, and, and, and on camera, you know, I'm not saying that it's okay to fight behind closed doors, but on camera, I mean, the first incident, Somebody is obviously upset because they're being mistreated and then you prove that you're mistreating them on camera. Like, uh, okay, I don't understand that girl. That doesn't make any sense. And then the second, you mad because you're the side piece. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be upset that you have been cheated on or that you've been used. No woman wants to be used or abused. No one woman wants to be treated like that. Okay. But guess what? People cheat. Not just men. Women cheat too. We're just really good at not getting caught. But mm -hmm. listen, you got hurt. You got cheated on. You were the side piece. But the way you're acting justifies you being the side piece. Okay. You can't just be, you think you're going to be the main squeeze fighting, coming up out your clothes like that in public. Somebody's threatening to, to pay you off just to, to, to hush you. Like there, what did she think? was going to happen? You're going to fight him or you're going to fight his main chick. And then what? What's going to happen then? It's not going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel foolish. It's not like you fighting him is going to make him choose you 
I mean, what did you expect to gain from that? If anything, I would have made him pay me, pay me to keep quiet, uh, pay me. And, and this is going to be the way that I, you know, get some type of retaliation because you're going, you're going to pay me, you're going to suffer financially, but I wouldn't want to be with somebody that had me as their side piece. Anyway, I wouldn't want to be with him at all. I would be pissed. I might curse him out, but I'm not going to go and act a fool in public for millions of people to see, come up off my clothes that I have to put my shirt back on. And then you swinging, she was swinging, swinging. Yeah. I don't understand that. I I just don't understand, you know, that that's, that's hood like behavior right there. That's hood like behavior right there. When you literally fighting a man, like you are a man in public and y'all know, You've we've probably seen it. I know you've seen videos where you've seen women hit and hit and hit at men, and then one punch, they're across the room, and then out. Then it's like, oh my god, I can't believe he should have never done that. He knew that he was stronger than her. He shouldn't have put his hands on her. Well, listen, I'm gonna teach my son. Don't ever put your hands on someone. Okay, that's abuse. But if somebody puts your hands on you. You have the right to defend yourself. You're not going to get hit and punched in the face and black eye and busted lip and broken nose and somebody coming. You know how women are. They want to cut you, you know, come out with a knife and you don't defend yourself. You better knock her out and keep on moving. Knock her out and then call the police and say that it was self-defense. It's harder for men to prove self-defense, which is why Trevor was filming just in case something popped off. In case she wanted, since it's war, in case she wanted to lie to the police and say, oh, he hit me first and I hit him and da 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 You know, people will say anything to get a rise out of you. People will say anything to get even, even if that means taking your livelihood away, getting you arrested, making you lose your job. A woman's scorn, honey, will make you suffer. And so I'm glad that he had a friend there that's recording all, the, all this, all this that was happening because you know she would have lied. But let me tell you, she was confident in that thing, though, because even when she knew that she was being recorded, she still was scorned and she did not let up at all. Like she was going upside his head, Nicole. Like she didn't care. Like if the cops came, like that's that old school, like mama thinking like that, that like, okay, we'll call the cops. And when they get here, I'm gonna beat them too. Because she, she, I don't know what he did to her, but she was, she was sticking to her original thought. Like she was like, I'm gonna knock him upside his head. I came out of my shirt. I don't care. I'm already embarrassing myself. I'm going to continue this behavior until I get what I want. And she was steadily screaming because if I was the lady in, Side, I would have been like, this is way too much drama for me. Mm-hmm. You can have this girl. You want this screaming, hollering, fighting, knocking you upside your head, Banshee. Go head on with her. And wherever she's going to, you go there with her. I would have been in that house with the doors locked, talking about some. I need a restraining order on all of these people. Hood mentality. I'm telling you, there's no civilized woman will want that kind of drama. We're too old for this. We're too old for people to have to call the police because of a domestic altercation because your side piece doesn't understand her role and wants to roll up to my house and want me to come outside to fight me? Why? Why do I need to fight you? That's crazy. I don't want to break my nail on you. You're the side piece. You need to, I'm going to deal with him later, but you need to get out from out of my house now. Absolutely. And I don't want him neither. I'm not going to deal with him later either because all of that drama, let me tell you something. It's nothing worse to me. Now, I like I, I one point that you mentioned earlier, it's one thing when you uh, have a dispute privately. Let me tell you, if I want to argue, I'm going to get my argument in. Please let this be clear. 
whatever it is that I have to get out, I'm going to get it out. But what if we have to step outside and go outside to go somewhere, I'm going to put my nice, good face back on. And the argument will resume when we get back home. What I'm not about to do is argue with you in public so we both can act a fool. That's what we're not about to do, okay? And if I have the the mindset to argue in public like that, you had better be scared because I've lost it. Like I've lost my ever loving mind. If I'm outside hollering and screaming, coming up on my clothes because of something that you did, you had better be scared and you had better be calling 911 for your protection because I've, I've absolutely lost it. There's no way I would embarrass myself like that. And if you see Janine outside embarrassing herself like that, no, she's lost it. And you should probably call for help. But those are the, those are the type of women that are so enraged that they could go off and they don't even remember. They could shoot you, stab you. They're calling temporary insanity. Yeah. Oh, I was temporarily enraged. I was temporarily insane. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was acting outside of my element and I just went off. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, uh. I don't deal with that kind of drama. You can go, mm-mm. You're not about to threaten my life, mm-mm. Because if you, because if I can't have a conversation with you so you can, you know, rationalize things because you're being irrational right now, I don't need to talk to you. Mm-mm, no. Amen. Say it louder for the people in the back because I feel like, I honestly feel like people think that it's more acceptable because they see it more often now. It's not. It's still just as classless as it was 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Stop being out here acting a fool over these men that could not care less about you. They've already shown you that they don't care. Hence the reason why you out here finding out you decide chick. And then you want to further degrade yourself? mm -mm, Miss me with all of it. All of it. Keep your hands to yourself. And you know what? She, she had to have red flags before that, right? Absolutely. Like, you probably know you the side piece when you ain't never been in his house. You ain't never been in his house, you probably the side piece. If he don't answer the phone after a certain time, you the side piece. If you can't call him anytime you want, you're the side piece, okay? Just, just you know these, these are red flags. Men that like you are accessible, okay? When they become- Even when you don't want correct, them to be. When they become inaccessible- you, you might be, th- you might better think about it. You the side piece, period. Amen. And even if you not the side piece, if he's not prioritizing you and making himself accessible to you, you about to be the side piece. Right. Just saying. You second to something. You ain't first. Something. All right, Johnny, let's talk through some of these letters from our listeners. Let's do it. All right. So the first letter reads, Nicole and Janine, I need some advice. I feel like my daughter is abusive to her boyfriend, but she wants me to help her. The reason she wants help is that she has been arrested now twice for domestic abuse. And this time her boyfriend is not dropping the charges. The first arrest was after she had a fit because she and her boyfriend were going to a work dinner to celebrate his promotion at the engineering firm. She got mad because she saw him talking with his ex-girlfriend who worked at the same engineering firm. She went off. Then she found his car and slashed his tires. Security saw her on camera and called the police. Her boyfriend didn't press charges. The second time was more recently and I witnessed this myself because I was at her house. He was supposed to come back in town from a business trip but his flight was delayed. She kept calling him but he didn't answer. About an hour later he called back but she didn't answer her phone this time. He came to her house a few hours later and she initially was okay. Then she started asking him questions about why he was so late. He answered calmly, but when she kept asking the same questions, he said, I can't control the flight schedule. Then she lost it. She started yelling and slapped him. When he went to leave, she blocked the door and punched him in the face. He attempted to move her out of the way, but then she pulled out a pocket knife and threatened to stab him. I tried 
calming her down. But after a few minutes of her yelling and slashing at the air, I ran to the room and called the police. By the time the police arrived, her boyfriend had her pinned to the ground. She was arrested. I have never seen my daughter act this way. As a nurse, she has always tried to help people, but her behavior is not only harmful, it's dangerous. Now she wants me to talk to her boyfriend to have him drop the charges. I want to help my daughter, but she was dead wrong. Ladies, what should I do? I don't want my daughter to have a record. Um, it might be too late. It might be too late and she might have to learn the hard way. I know that I know that it's difficult for us to see people that we love. I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but I would suspect that it's probably the way that I feel about the people that I loved amplified by 4,000. I know that it's difficult for us to see the people that we love suffer, but when they're suffering from the consequences of their actions, sometimes that suffering is a little necessary. Your daughter seems to be out of control and the things that she's getting upset about seem to be pretty frivolous. The fact that he's talking to his ex-girlfriend who happens to work at the same engineering firm as her boyfriend seems kind of ridiculous because they work together. So if he's talking to her at the party or talking to her at the water cooler, what difference does it make? It's a situation that she can't control. Why is she going over the top about that? Really, really dramatic for nothing. The second situation was a flight being delayed. Now, I'm not sure if your daughter has ever traveled before, but everyone who has ever been on a plane should be able to understand and comprehend that the one thing that we cannot control is whether a flight is delayed or not. You know how many times I've been stuck in an airport? Like, do we think that her boyfriend intentionally delayed the flight? Like, your daughter's being ridiculous is what I'm saying. She's being absolutely ridiculous. And I know that you want to help her, but I'd like to think that the best help that you can give her right now is probably letting her deal with the consequences of her actions. She's not his wife. She's yelling and screaming and hitting and abusing him. And if the roles were reversed and he were yelling and screaming and hitting and abusing your daughter and you needed to call the police, would you be defending him? I don't think so. I don't think that any of us would. And I don't think that you should defend your daughter. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And you know that your daughter is wrong. And while you don't want her to have a record, maybe, just maybe, him pressing charges is what's best for your daughter because this has clearly escalated and it seems to have escalated fast. First it was, oh, she's going off and slashing tires and harming his belongings. Now she's pulling knives and swinging them in the air. What if, what if her boyfriend hadn't been able to pin her down? What if the situation had gone and she had blacked out like Nicole and I talked about before and she had stabbed him? Then what would you be doing? So before it gets to that point, why don't we just let your daughter sit and stew and let him continue to press charges and not drop these charges and maybe she'll learn and maybe the, maybe the judge will Suggest that your daughter get some anger management help, some counseling, some something that will help her so that she doesn't continue in this vein of behavior. But I don't think you should defend her. I think she needs to go stew for a second and deal with the consequences of her actions. I, d I don't know. What do you think, Nicole? I think this is a hard situation. I'm just sitting here thinking like if, if Harrison has some charges that were pending, you know, obviously as a mother, you want to you want to help your child. Like, I think it's very natural to want to help your child. Nobody wants their child to be in jail. Nobody wants their child to have a record. Um, if you, you know, she's like trying to 
stab him. And depending on what kind of attorney she has, I mean, they could be like, oh, she, this is attempted murder. Like she's using a weapon and, you know, trying to thrust at him. I mean, that can be attempted murder. I mean, so it, it really depends on what kind of charges she's facing, what kind of time she's facing. I mean, this is, this can be very, very serious. The other piece is, you know, she's a nurse. Like, you're going to have to report this to the Board of Medical Licensure. I mean, she's going to lose her nursing license for this. So she could, like, not have a job. And that's a whole thing. Like, as a physician... So there was this time, y'all don't judge me because, you know, I, everybody got a little ratchet in them, okay? So there was this time that there was this girl that wanted to fight me over her said lover, okay? Because her lover was in love with me. And so she rolls up, you know, wanting to fight. Right. And so my mama stepped in and pushed the girl all the way down the driveway because she said, I'm not going to let you lose your license over this tramp. And that's some, that's real talk right there. OK, my mom was willing to take a charge for me. OK, now it had been self-defense because the girl was coming at me. But regardless, my mama said, I'm, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm not going to let you lose your license. That's the kind of stuff mamas do. They're not going to let you lose your license because this is a situation that if she is locked up, She's going to lose her medical license. So as a parent, I would probably do a couple things. One, I probably would talk to the boyfriend, but I would say, hey, listen, she was dead wrong. Okay. If you want to press charges, keep those charges flowing. I completely support that. But let's, let's be serious. Like she goes to jail. She's going to lose her livelihood. She's never going to get a job again. Let's come to some alternative. How about we tell her if she drops the charges, she, if you drop the charges, then she has to get anger management and you can't be with her anymore. Like leave her alone. She's not good for you. She's not good for you. So how about we compromise that way and make her get some anger management? Because realistically, if she's done this in this relationship, she's probably done it in another relationship and she'll probably do it in a future relationship, whether she spends any time in jail or not. Okay. She has an abusive personality and she needs help. And so the way to get her help is to make sure that she goes to counseling. Locking her up without her actually getting some type of management or therapy is not going to be helpful. We need to figure out why are you so angry? Why are you so jealous? And if you're jealous, why do you have to to resort to violence out of jealousy because of your jealousy? So let's find that out. And until she works out those issues, she's always going to have that behavior, not just towards him, but towards anybody she dates. And honestly, towards anybody that she has a relationship with, period. So I would probably reason with him and say, listen, it's up to you, but... How about we offer this mandatory anger management as a uh, an alternative and you guys go your separate ways. You get a restraining order against her. She can't come near you. And that way you have some safety mechanisms in place as well. And that way, if she comes around you again, she automatically gets locked up. There was, there'll be nothing you could do to not get her locked up. That is probably as a mom what I would try to do. But I wouldn't blame him for going ahead and pressing charges. And I wouldn't feel guilty if he did it because guess what? Listen, you made the bed, you lay in it. Did nobody tell you to pull a knife out? Did nobody tell you to put your hands on that man? Did nobody tell you to do that? And I didn't raise you like this. I don't know where this came from. So we all got issues we got to deal with, but that does not give you an excuse to put your hands on somebody else. So if he presses charges as a mother, I wouldn't feel guilty. And neither should this listener. She shouldn't feel guilty. I agree. So a couple of things. One, I would like to say that you made a great point about the fact that their relationship is a little toxic. So they don't need to be together. And I don't think that I mentioned that. So yes, I agree with you. These two don't need to be together. Your daughter needs to be solo until she figures out her issues. So 
restraining order and treatment, I agree with. Treatment is a thing, right? Like we don't want to just keep throwing people in institutions without trying to figure out the cause of this problem. But I would also like to clarify something, Nicole. You gave us a little bit of personal story and let it, let me clarify for you. Nicole was not the aggressor in the situation. The drama was brought to Nicole's doorstep and Nicole's mama was willing to take a charge, which wouldn't have really been a charge. It would have been more like some explaining because the situation was literally brought to your doorstep. So I just want to clarify that for the people because you made it sound like you was out here fighting and being ratchet and that was not. No, that was not the case. I mean, let me tell y'all something. I know all of this four foot 11 is irresistible. Okay. I'm irresistible. Okay. I'm 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 loved, but I'm very married, okay? And people get very jealous for no reason. Amen. Because I'm not coming after nobody's boo. I'm not coming after nobody's boo, okay? But when people think I am, when they try to roll up to my house and things, how they find out where I live? Stalked me. Stalked me down, okay? (laughs) Stalked me down. Showed up to my house and tried to walk in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm. That's when my Mm. mama had to push Mm. her on down the driveway, girl. Pushed her on down. And that's... Pushed and it that down. is exactly why we love Mama Lisa. That's exactly why we love her. She but don't play. Let me just say this. She don't play. Doesn't. Y'all can come come on over with Mama Lisa if you want. She gonna get you right nice, okay? She don't play. Keep she on. don't play. And she little too. Feisty little. But let me just say this. This whole concept of Nicole being married, Janina's married too. We are both very married. We don't want none of y'all's men. So let's make this clear. Not that our listeners, not that our listeners feel like we do. We don't want your man. We got our own. And we might not get another one if we don't have the ones that we got now. Because we're not trying to sign off from no responsibilities that we don't need. Right. The one I got now is hard enough to deal with. Listen, it's a being married is like an everyday sacrifice. You have to make a sacrifice every day when you are married yeah, and you have to choose to be happy. You roll over me like, Ugh, I guess I'm going to stay with you today. <laughs> marriage is hard hard but we don't want no other husbands no what we're saying leave us alone is what we are telling you and if you all want to get embarrassed then we might share our dms with you (laughs) that part that part all right janine so what is your letter okay this one says ladies my best friend is being abused and i don't know what to do He and his wife, who I don't particularly care for, got married right out of high school. It really didn't take long before she became abusive. It has just gotten progressively worse over the years. At first, it started with light hitting, and now it's full-on abuse. As his best friend, I have tried numerous times to talk to him, but he always says it's because I don't like her, and he shuts the conversation down. Recently, she got upset because he was watching TV instead of spending time with her and she attacked him. I mean, she went full on MMA. By the time I got there, because he did call me, his face was scratched, bruised and completely bloody. She called the police and they came and took statements from both my best friend and the wife. They claimed that based on the stories, my best friend was the one that needed to be arrested. So they completely disregarded his visible injuries. Anyway, she filed a protection order. So he is not allowed to see his kids. He's not allowed home. And he is now facing a felony charge. Even with all of this drama, he still desires to be with her. Ladies, how can I convince my best friend that he deserves better? 
Please help me before I lose him to domestic violence. Signed, Misha. All right, Misha, straight up answer. You can't convince a grown man, just like you can't convince a grown woman to leave a relationship. They have to be ready to leave the relationship, okay? But I would encourage you to encourage your friend to seek counseling because like I said before, there has to be a reason that people stay in these types of relationships and something, you know, maybe there's something he dealt with in childhood. Maybe he's used to seeing this type of abuse uh, as, as he was growing up. Maybe that's what he was used to in his own home. I don't know, but there has to be something deeper as to why he's staying. And I, I hear that there are kids involved. Some people stay for their children in itself, but now she has a protective order against him. And now, you know, he can't see his kids. I would remind him like, she don't want you dog. She does not want you. She has a restriction training order against you. You can't see your kids. She's trying to take you down. You need to lawyer up so you can defend yourself so you won't go to jail. So I would focus on that first, convincing him to hire some type of, uh, hire an attorney to get him out of the situation. And two, I hope that he recorded some of these situations so that he has some proof that he was not the aggressor. And I would definitely want him to get counseling to see what deeper is, what is there deeper he's struggling with. And also maybe that counseling will allow him to realize that he has he's being abused some men think because a woman is hitting them that that's not really abuse right or i did something to provoke that that's not really abuse like he needs to realize that his life is actually in danger and some people think just because a woman's hitting you that oh they're not capable of killing me while they're hitting me mm. Yeah, they are. I mean, they they really are. So I would definitely encourage him to get counseling so that he can make the decision himself to get out. I would just be supportive, make sure he has resources, help him find an attorney, make sure that if he wants to talk to somebody, help him find a therapist, but you can't force his hand out. He has to come to that realization himself. What do you think, Jenny? Okay, so I have a couple of questions. Why don't you like the wife? That's my first question. Wait a minute. Why is it that you and the wife don't like each other? Because she beaten his her friend. I wouldn't like it just because of that. She said that she's never particularly cared for her. So they got married right out of high school. This seems very long stemmed situation. Is it that the wife might be jealous of you? Is it that, because why doesn't he want to address it? Most relationships don't last with a spouse having a best friend of the opposite sex. Just saying. It's a thing. So could that be part of the issue? How, whatever the issue is that you all don't like each other, that is actually irrelevant. I was just curious. It's irrelevant because this lady's nuts. And not only is she nuts and violent, she's also a lying manipulator because she know good and well what happened, just like you know good and well what happened. Now, if you know enough to write us in, then she knows what really happened. And I don't care if he pushed a table into her or not. If he pushed the table into her, it sounds like he was trying to put some distance between him and his crazy wife. But that sounds like just me. For her to then flip this story and manipulate it to make him be the one that has to leave the home and not be able to see his children, that's problematic. And she's kind of giving borderline sociopath vibes. Just my personal opinion. What you can do. You're his best friend. Create a safe space as much as you possibly can for him because he's likely not only hurt, but he's probably embarrassed. Like if he doesn't want to talk about it, I don't think it's because he's 
physically hurt, but his feelings are probably hurt. Like this is the woman he's supposed to love. He done made babies with. He's supposed to spend the rest of his life with. And she's out here trying to attack him. Mm-mm. I agree with you, Nicole. I suggest that they, you know, maybe you suggest that they go to couples therapy. But I definitely suggest that you suggest to your friend that he go to therapy because what is it about him that makes him think that this is okay? That's that's also a question that I have that I'd like answers to. Let me tell you this. People know who they marry. He knows that his wife is crazy. He knows that her behavior is unacceptable. But the only two people that can change this situation are he and his wife. They are the only people that can change the situation. You there's nothing that you can do to change the situation. You just have to be a supportive friend. And unfortunately, it may hurt at times, but you just have to be a supportive friend and pray that he gets himself out of the situation. Uh, Johnny, she probably didn't like her from high school because she probably was one of them fast girls in high school that had a big mouth. That was cute in high school. And he was sprung and married her. And now her ways then being, you know, all loud and ah, 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 ah. Ain't so cute anymore now that we're in our 30s. And I don't know how old these people are, but now that we're older, okay, it's not so cute anymore. But you didn't marry her and you had kids with her. And so you're trying to stay around for these children. Uh, yeah. So that's probably why she probably didn't like her in high school because something completely different. But her friend ended up marrying her. So she was like, I got to deal with this chick. Golly. And her friend's wife is probably jealous of their relationship. I mean, you have a woman that... You know, he may not want to talk about things now, but he obviously confides in her because he's calling her when he's in the middle of a a domestic altercation to come and basically save him. Okay, so uh, I don't know if that was my friend. I might have to fight her. I'm just saying we're not going to fight anybody. I know we're not going to fight, but we're not going to do that. But I agree. And then I have another question. Girl, where is he staying now? Because you said he's not allowed at home. Is he staying with you? Hopefully he got a good enough job that he can go get it somewhere else. Couples therapy is out of the question, by the way. Like once once the restraining order is there and and you you get my kids taken away to me, that shows you're too vindictive. I want to be with you. I need to go through my own stuff to figure out what's wrong with me that I'm trying to even be back with you. Okay, no to couples therapy. No to that. You think? She's too toxic. I think that couples therapy is a thing. What? Do I think that they should be together while they go through the therapy? Probably not. I think that they can still salvage it. Maybe couples therapy so they can co-parent? Okay. Other than that, uh uh-uh, no. Well, I mean, she's not waving knives at him like the first, like our first listener's daughter. She's not waving knives at him. She we, just is, I mean, they, we they, don't they know what she hustling. did. We don't know oh, what right. she did. I mean, if he had you're absolutely physical correct. bruises on him, we don't know. And blood. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying that I am always the one to say, like, let's just try to make the marriage work one more time before we decide to call it quits. And she said that he still wants, he still desires to be with her. So if he still desires to be with her, then maybe he got mental health issues. He got some mental health issues. Oh, yeah. There's something going on with your self-esteem that you think that you deserve this type of treatment. You're right. Something going on with that. Mm-mm. You got. He has some issues that he has to work through. Okay. And, and I would normally say you can work through anything. Y'all heard me say cheating. You can work through all these things. Money issues you can work through. Yep. But when you put your hands on me, I can't work through that. Okay. Because now my life is in danger. Okay. When your life is in danger, you can't work through that. Okay. Because one night I may wake up and you got a knife in my throat. Okay. You might shoot me to death yeah. in my sleep. I, I can't deal with that kind of anxiety. Uh-uh. No. That's a thing. That is a thing. All right. 
right, Jenny. So what did you learn new this week? So according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence or intimate partner sexual violence or stalking. So one in nine men experience this, but we very rarely hear about it. And then one in 25 men have been injured, you know, both minor and severe injury are included in this, but have been injured by an intimate partner. As we always do, if for whatever reason you are a man or you know a man that is experiencing domestic violence, the domestic violence hotline or thehotline.org is available to them, just like it's available to women. So they can go log on to thehotline.org or they can call 800-799-SAFE and that's 800-799-7233. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? Right. So according to the same organization, um, I learned why men stay in abusive relationships. Okay. So the number one reason is men feel ashamed. Okay. Men have great shame that uh, they will be labeled as weak if they leave an abusive relationship. Uh, Some men stay for religious beliefs that dictate them to stay. They may have a lack of resources. So it's Obviously, it's cheaper to keep her. So you don't want to get divorced. You don't want to have to split resources. You're in a same-sex relationship, but you haven't come out yet. So some men say because of that. You're in denial that you're actually being abused and you want to protect your children. Those are the reasons that men stay. Those are all very good reasons. However, there's no reason to stay with someone that's abusing you. That's real. All right. Are we ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. Ladies, if you hit a man, be ready for him to hit you back. Just because you're cute, it doesn't mean you're too cute to be hit. No man or woman should stand for mistreatment and abuse in any way. If you've been abused, stand your ground and get out while you can. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep, BWC. Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production.